0: On this adventuresome installment of View the Right Thing, Wes and Steve whip up the excitement of one of the most iconic and enduring film franchises of all time. When two of Hollywood's most creative minds come together, their own cinematic experiences from childhood contoured the shape of a gruff hero who influenced another generation of filmmakers that came after them. The collaboration of George Lucas and Steven Spielberg digs up and reinvents the adventure genre in Raiders of the Lost Ark. this episode of View the Right Thing.
1: Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hey,
0: welcome back to another episode of View the
1: Right Thing. You thought I was going to say it, didn't you?
0: I, I was waiting to see if you were going to
1: jump in. You were like, surely today would be the day... That Steve would try to bring back the sabotageous Indiana Jaws pun, mm-hmm. but I didn't. I didn't try to convince everybody that our show was called Indiana Jaws. You're so dastardly. Yet, Steph. I'm a bit. I'm a bit dastardly. It's true. So how you doing? It's I'm been doing a, all right. It's been a couple weeks. It's weeks. been a couple weeks. I had a really good week last week. Uh-huh. I was on three different film. Well. Two film projects, one podcast project, very excited for it, and then today we watched a great movie that, who doesn't love, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree, I agree. Who doesn't love this movie? Should I th- sing the theme song? We don't have a theme song, that's your show. No, but I mean for the movie
0: that we just watched. Oh, uh, if you want to, you can save it for when we get closer. We got question. I got questions for you, man. Oh, cool. <clears throat> Sorry about that. There's also some noise maybe in the background too. Uh, laundry's going on. So. Hey,
1: if you're listening to this and you hear the noise, don't sweat it. It's the holidays, baby. Life, uh,
0: gets Finds in the way. It. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I just mixing it up. So that way it was different. Some own it a little bit more.
1: I bet. I bet we won't even be able to hear the laundry back there. Maybe not. We'll find out. I can barely hear it right now. Ask me questions or tell me things.
0: All right. Well, so here's the question. Yeah. As per usual with these longer episodes, Steve. Yes. Have you seen any movies in the theater recently that you wanted to uh, highlight or talk about?
1: Uh, Yes. The most recent thing I saw was Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm -hmm. That was a very fun movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm no expert on the history of Queen, but I've been hearing a lot of people complain that there's a lot of moments placed in the wrong time sequence. And hey, that's okay. These things happen. Sure. I mean, there's
0: stuff completely manufactured. The climax Probably. of the film is, the conflict of the film is manufactured. Whoa, well, yeah? Not real. Yeah, the fallout with the band did not happen in real life.
1: Not at all. Nope. Not even, not even the Munich party house? Where all those terrible songs were being written?
0: I don't know if that stuff didn't happen, but the Whoa. the fight with the band didn't happen.
1: Well, that's good to know.
0: Yeah, they actually all agreed to take a break. And they continued to work on music while they were taking a break.
1: Ah, alright.
0: So, that did not happen.
1: Well, there you have it then. <clears throat> but would that have made an entertaining movie? Maybe possibly. They would have had to think of something else. I guess.
0: I, I've spoken of my criticism for the for the movie. Yeah. I, I at, at the same time I loved it. I thought Rami Malek was great. Did a great and job. I love Queen music, and I thought there were some sequences that were outstanding, like the
1: the final, the final twenty minutes of the movie. Outstanding. That yeah. was so great. Um, I liked that it was a lot funnier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. That was cool. I liked that. Um, I almost got into a fight at the screening. Oh, boy, you liked that? Yeah. No, I didn't like it. It was very silly. Some knuckleheads in front of us didn't like the fact that when they stood up at the end of the movie and there were still images on the screen that we said, Hey, could you guys maybe just, like, move aside? So then they just started walking out. I guess, could you just move aside? Equals, can you walk out altogether? And then as they walked out and were real far away, one of them got me with a green Sour Patch Kid. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to eat this Sour Patch Kid. You gave me a dessert is what happened to you, pal. Was that your foot? Uh, no. I mean, my I, I think my foot was down. Ooh. Some, somebody's a, shoe is I down there. a little something. Um, but that's not part of the movie. That's part of the movie-going experience. <clears throat> yeah. So that guy will wound up getting shot if he pulls that on. Anybody else in that part of town, let me tell you. Sure. I I I think maybe one day I'm going to make good on my gonna, you're going to shoot that guy? No, I'm going to make okay. I'm going to make good on a different threat.
0: A different threat, which is I'm going to do a, a, a how to attend the cinema 101 ah. episode. Because there are a lot of rules, a lot of people break and they're not written rules, but they are part of the social contract and I think I think we got a we got a lot of new viewers over the last like month or so. Yeah. So Um, you know, maybe it's,
1: it's going to be time for that. Here's the thing though. The people that are already break those rules and that will grow up to break those rules. They're never going to care. They're never going to care.
0: I, I, I choose to believe that there are some people who are raised believing it's okay to do certain things. Yeah. Like talk in a theater or whatever. And that when they realize. A lot of people. But I, I do believe that when they realize why. Yeah. It's important not to do certain things. Things that they probably don't think about because they don't think about other people, maybe.
1: Right. They're inconsiderate. But once they know about these things, they might. We need a real rain to wash this world
0: clean. Change their ways. Travis Bickle style. I like like what
1: you're saying. And I... I'm hopeful for movie lovers. I believe in taking the chance on making it right. Yeah. But I also know people
0: you're cautiously pessimistic
1: i don't even know if i'd call it pessimistic just kind of realistic no. the bottom line is the world's full of crumb bums who are just crumb like bones. i'll do whatever i want to a movie theater it's my oh, living room yeah
0: beautiful boy was a was a, a
1: beautiful boy
0: yeah we had a we had a situation where i i asked somebody to turn their phone they kept getting on their phone and just reading through text messages, scrolling through text messages. you message, gotta
1: be kidding me
0: and i asked them if they could turn off their phone they did for a while and they turned it back on again and
1: what a jackdip. she
0: She turned around and she was like, what if, what if it's a family emergency? And I was like, Go outside. I, I said, You yeah, know, there's a hallway right there. And Desi said it too. And she goes, Go fuck yourself. Wow. And I will admit that I responded uh, in kind. <laughs>
1: wow. I don't blame you for one second, dude. Um, if it gets to that point, what if it's a family emergency? Oh, by all means, stay and keep watching the movie while the family emergency that you know about is happening. So I got up to not,
0: to not keep comforta- confrontation going. I got up to just let somebody at the theater know, which is really the right thing to do. And uh, I noticed uh, she was looking at pictures of flowers. And I said... Well, wasn't that cute? I said to her, it's good to know your family emergency involves these flowers. <laughs> and she got real, like, <laughs> low in her chair.
1: Oh, dingbats out there, man. But, you know,
0: like, the reality is, it could have been, it could have been, like, maybe she was seeing a movie because they had a family member die and they're working on a funeral I don't I don't I don't want to like take away from somebody's potential you know maybe pain that they're feeling but there are proper ways to do that you know going out into the hallway is an okay way to but the reality is she wanted to spend a lot of time in her text messages not right quickly respond to something right because I let it go for a long time and she kept doing it and I still let it go after I had asked her but
1: I don't know anyways she was a liar if you really need to be on your phone a lot during a movie, sit in the very back row, and then if nobody's no. around, no. then go ahead.
0: No. No.
1: Well, look. Movie hard, theaters, hard disagree. Movie theaters need money. And jerks who like to be on their phone in the movie theaters, at least they're going to movie theaters. So they've got that going for them. You think those jerks on the
0: phones are the ones that are buying the concessions? Or they're the ones that are sneaking stuff in because they don't follow rules to Probably be Probably a little of both. You know, like, that's where the movie theaters are making their money. It's on the concessions, concessions, not the ticket sales. Yeah, I, I've broken down ticket sales. I think on the podcast before, so
1: I believe you have. I actually wrote one of my college term papers on the facts that um, that movie theaters are making too much money on all the all the prices that they're charging, and that was in the year two thousand. I don't think they are, though. I mean, it's one of the most in the voli- year two
0: thousand. They were one of the most volatile industries. So in two thousand one, for example, yeah, two thousand one. No, wait, when did? Episode sounds. 1 come out.
1: Episode 1 was
0: 99. 99. So in 99, yeah, p- prior to your term paper, um, when uh, Fox released episode 1, they didn't give any of the first weekend's uh, receipts to theaters. Wow. Theaters got 0%. 100% Whoa. of the box office went to Fox.
1: Diabolical.
0: And that's when you want that. As, when it's Star Wars you do. Yeah. You, know, you want that opening weekend. So... Um, wow. If they didn't agree to a hundred percent to Fox, then uh, then they didn't get. The, and I think the next weekend was only like
1: ten percent. Whoa! It was a real
0: gradual thing. So.
1: I remember seeing episode one in the theater probably five times, and you know what? I bet I got at least a large cherry coke each time. Well, that's good, and probably some sort of sugary treat. Probably then that was only like three fifty. Yeah, back then. Back there in the last year of the 20th century, you could get, you know, a ticket and and a snack or two for maybe around 10-ish bucks altogether. Yeah. Madness. Last time I was at an AMC, I got a large popcorn, large soda. It was $15.
0: But they charged you for a medium on both those things, I bet. You're a Stubbs member, right? No. Or Premier?
1: I try not to go to AMC. Oh, yeah. That's uh,
0: free upgrades on, on your yeah. popcorn and beverage. They also started doing a new thing where uh, your birthday month, you get a large drink and a large popcorn for free.
1: That's nice of them. Yeah. Thank I'm you, Stubbs. I'm telling you, man. You gotta, you
0: gotta come over from from MoviePass over to the AMC. Man. I
1: live near three theaters Ugh. that are way cheaper, way closer to home, way better parking. But you're on situations. MoviePass,
0: so the cheaper thing shouldn't necessarily factor in.
1: But I just like those theaters better anyway. I don't have to select. I went to one
0: of your theaters one time and that was a bad experience, Steve.
1: You went to the $3 theater. Which is terrible. Okay. But you gotta know when to do the $3 theater. Uh, That was
0: a bad theater, man. It is a bad theater. That was a bad experience. But it's only three bucks. Movie was alright. What did we watch? Hacksaw Ridge? Hacksaw Ridge. Oh, that movie was so bloody and gross. I also saw Avengers Age of Ultron... For like the second or third time at that theater. Oh, really? Chris hadn't seen it. It was the only place doing it still. And I saw one
1: Insidious. Ooh. And that was just full of people talking on the phone. Yeah. I saw Hereditary there and everybody in there. It was all like youngsters trying to act rowdy, but they were so scared during Mm. Hereditary. Like you could hear a pin drop during that movie.
0: That's awesome. It was great uh okay so any uh anything besides bohemian rhapsody just gets back on i definitely
1: track. saw something else recently oh i saw overlord i liked overlord quite a bit yeah me too i liked that uh wyatt russell's character got to kick a lot of butt yeah and then um disappointed uh raleigh Ritchie. uh spoiler alert what um raleigh
0: Ritchie. raleigh richie dies real quick uh jacob Anderson. oh yeah
1: that's true Gray worm, right? Gray worm, yeah. yeah. That was sad. I was, I was hoping for more of him. Um, two Game of Thronesers in that movie, at least. I mean, sure. there might have been even more. The main bad guy was uh, one of the Greyjoy uh, guys. Oh, is he? Yeah, I don't
0: think I realized that. He, well,
1: he was, a, he was about nine hundred times cleaner in this. Oh, movie sure. Than as what's his name, Greyjoy. He's like the filthiest character ever. Interesting. But um, yeah, Overlord was a blast. I was in. I think the third row from the front when I saw that oh was, wow, that's close. no, no, I was in the front row. Oh, that's gross. I don't like that. It was gross, but it was also it was just like me and our buddy Joey were kicking it, and uh, you know it was like, whoa, dude, Overlord starts in 10 minutes. Let's go And we just went and it was a huge mistake. But even from the front row, it was still a pretty enjoyable movie. We, our
0: uh, our Overlord episode uh, had technical issues, oh, so yeah, I yeah. would not uh, besmirch anyone for having not listened to it. Sure. Um, so I'll just say one of the things I loved about Overlord yeah. on, on this one episode. Um, I thought it was one of the best pairings of two different genres I've ever seen. Oh, yeah? Because it definitely worked really, really well as a horror film, but you could have removed those horror elements, and yeah. it would have worked 100% as a World War II film. Still a
1: good war movie, for sure.
0: So I really, really dug that about the film.
1: Cool. I hadn't even thought about that, but... Yeah, I dug the film. I'm yeah. glad that it turned out as good as it did. I'm glad that Wyatt Russell is himself, but you do get just a tiny glimmer of Kurt every once in a while, and sure. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's yeah. why." That was cool. I don't think anybody did a bad job. Was anybody like horrible no, in it? I didn't think anyone was bad in it. I, I I just I thought it was a fun, well-made movie. Yeah. Really? And then that running out scene at the end, that was mm-hmm. awesome. I won't ex- explain much about it at all, but yeah. when, when that scene concluded, I was just like, <laughs> that was like some maybe the best 25 seconds I've ever seen. Yeah. That was cool. Good stuff. Um, uh, I haven't been to any Midnight movies lately. Do you go to Midnights ever? Not anymore.
0: I, I find I don't enjoy the movies as much. Yeah? When I, um, when I see them at Midnight. Oh, hi. Your that foot? was my foot. Uh, oh. I... I like the idea of midnight screenings, but it's, if I get if I get sleepy or something, yeah. it's got to be I got to really be prepped for it. No, all right, um, all right. I think the last midnight screening I went to was it was at a festival, and it might have been Big Bad Wolves. Wow, so that
1: was g- quite, a g- quite a few 2012 years. Two thousand
0: twelve, maybe or something.
1: Wow, has it been
0: that long? Maybe not Big quite Bad that. Wolves I think are? so. Yeah, that it, sounds correct. Yeah, probably either that or one of the ABCs of Death I did at a festival It oh. was late, and I actually started it as off during that. I, I don't like any of those ABCs of Death films, but...
1: They're, uh... They're, uh, they're something.
0: they're yeah, just, I guess. They're,
1: they're... It's
0: a word for it, I guess.
1: They're, uh... <laughs> yeah, how best to describe those. Yeah. They're just kind of like, alright! So I don't think I... I
0: mean, I've been doing so many episodes. Of the, we're doing those Now Playing episodes of the podcast. Yeah. It's hard for me to go, oh yeah, I saw this recently, because... The viewers already know because I've been. Oh well, I didn't. We didn't do a boy erased uh, oh. episode. We chose specifically not to do one.
1: Oh, we were, we were
0: just oversaturating our episodes. So yeah. we're we're trying to get on track to where we're doing two episodes a week. Yeah. So there will either be one of like an episode like this with you or Joey or maybe Alexis. Yeah. And then um and then one now playing episode. All right. And then on our off weeks. i don't have a episode with you or joey or alexis yeah it'll be just two now playing episodes so all right soon we'll have more things um coming but uh i've been doing the 365 challenge almost yeah almost done with
1: that i saw you posted the other day you're in the 20s right you have like i am 20
0: and as of this recording so we're recording this a little bit early Uh, Because, you know, we've got things coming up in December. Yeah. So um, this is not coming out till December, but we're recording this actually just before Thanksgiving. Um, December things. I am at, I've got 24, after watching Raiders today, I'm at 24 movies left. Whoa. My goal is to get to December with only 15 films, so I could just take a real leisure December. Yeah. And, um, you know, have some days where I don't watch.
1: Yeah, I mean, that would be one movie every two days. Yeah. That's easy peasy right there. Yeah, I probably I, watch one movie every two days. At one point, I think I was in October, September,
0: September. Um, I had this crazy idea to try to be thirty ahead, so I wouldn't have to do any in December. Whoa! Um, but uh, that was it was ambitious because it's, you know, to get that far ahead is yeah. it's not easy.
1: Now, yeah, do you get to count? Every time that you watch Netflix's The Christmas Chronicles as one tick off the no, list. I
0: could, I could count it as one. But, I don't but you're going to gonna
1: watch it ten times because you're an American.
0: I mean, probably because it's Kurt Russell and you yeah. probably make me. Um, it'll be like Clockwork <laughs> Orange over here. Steve so will have Just my eyes pried open. Keep eyes open. Um,
1: keep, keep applying uh, saline drops. Sure, that, sure, that counts. Um, Good old... Good old Christmas Chronicles. I can't wait. There's a lot of things
0: coming out. A lot of things coming out that I really want to see. So,
1: Um, I guess by the time they're hearing this, Christmas Chronicles will be available. Everybody will already know it's five stars. Sure, that's what's going to happen.
0: Okay, I'm going to I'm going to ask you this. So we're we're a ways away, and we haven't seen all of the great films this year. That's true. What is, in your opinion, not your favorite film of the year, but what is? What do you think is the best film you've seen this year?
1: Man, that's a tough call.
0: There's a bunch of things that haven't come out because it's still before Thanksgiving. So, right, viewers don't don't like hold us to this. Like, oh, how come they wouldn't think such and such film was
1: right? It's a tough call. I mean, Mandy's definitely high on the list.
0: You think that's the best? Best not favorite.
1: That's, that's Here's the problem with Mandy: is that it's it, just, it's, it haunts me. I've only watched it twice. I saw it once in the theater. I bought the Blu-ray immediately, but I've only watched it twice. But I'm constantly thinking about
0: it. Yeah.
1: It's such a trip. And so to try to think of anything that has plagued or delighted me as much as Mandy has is almost impossible like, I'm trying to look back through the year, you know, and and and, and pick I, out all the movies and pick out which one might actually be the best, and yeah. I'm having a really hard time doing that because Mandy's in there.
0: I have one film that's been kind of like that for me.
1: Oh, yeah?
0: Um, this year, but I don't think it's the best film I've seen this year. Okay. Uh, Sorry to Bother You.
1: Oh, yeah. I think about that movie like twice a week, two or three times a week. Sorry to Bother easily. You is a pretty, pretty cool movie. Pretty but, cool movie. But I don't think it was the best I've seen. One of the best movies I saw this year was actually a 2017-er that nobody's talking about. I might have brought it up before. It's called Sandcastles. It's on Netflix. Uh And it's a movie about a bunch of soldiers uh, over in Iraq trying to rebuild a water uh, sanitation plant that's been bombed out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just this handful of soldiers who have been assigned to go into this town and help the people of that town rebuild this water thing. And they just keep getting... Obstacle after attack, after attacking obstacle, after obstacular attack so But that was last year. It saying. is last year, but I only just saw it because nobody ever talked about but it last year. This year. year. What, what
0: about this year?
1: This year, 2018 releases. What is the best? I don't know, man. It's a tough call. It's
0: right tough now, thing. I'm I'm caught up between two films. Which two? The Hate You Give. Oh, yeah? Did you see that? Not yet. You should see it.
1: I hear it's very upsetting. Um...
0: It's great, great. It, it it will make you angry. I'm already angry in a good way, but also make you feel hopeful. All right. Um, but the other one is a private war with Rosamund Pike. Oh, she's got the eye patch in yes. that one. Which ah. I did. I did an episode, the fiftieth episode of You, the Right Thing*. I'm yeah. sad that you weren't part of that. Uh, it was with Chris. Chris finally did an episode with us. Whoa. With me. Um and it was from uh, Private War. Uh, eh? It was a Private War. It was a movie we both like. So, is that I, in theaters or on uh, streamers? It's in. It's in theaters. I'll have to look for it. Um, I, I, like. I would, I would maybe put that as my probably over Hate You give. Hate. Really? Give was really good though. Wow, but we still have a bunch of movies coming out that we haven't seen. Roma hasn't come out yet. That's that's the one everyone's talking about. Is Roma Green Book hasn't come out yet.
1: Green Book. Um, Border is supposed to be really awesome. Buster Scruggs just hit. Yeah, Buster Scruggs is good. I haven't watched that yet. Um, Maybe I'll watch that before I, tonight.
0: I, there's one that isn't hasn't been in the talks, but I have high hopes for. Yeah,
1: Welcome to Marwin.
0: Oh yeah, but nobody is nobody is putting that on any
1: lists of potential. Wow,
0: uh, Oscar films.
1: When does that open? Christmas Day, December fourteenth. December fourteenth. That's gonna be here.
0: Lickety split. Yeah. <clears throat> yep, I hear you. Marwin. Yeah. And B- On the basis of sex is coming out. That may be a, a contender. I haven't even heard about that one. That's uh, the Ruth Bader Ginsburg movie with Felicity Jones and Army Hammer. Wow, alright. And. Uh, RBG movie. Directed by one of my least favorite directors. Uh oh, who? Mimi Leader. Don't know her. Deep Impacts, Mimi Leader. She directed. Deep impact. Yeah, she did a lot of TV. All right. And even the TV stuff, I'm not that blown away by. But, you
1: know, whatever. Wildlife, I think, is probably going to be considered. Wildlife. I got to see that. I feel like I watch tons and tons of movies all the time, but I also am way behind. Did you see Stars Born? No, I haven't even seen a Stars Born that'll yet. That'll be a
0: contender. That'll be a contender. Oh Definitely my for gosh. songs.
1: Who am I?
0: I don't know. There's some great music out this year, too. It's really interesting. Yeah. There's a there's a whole flurry of music that's being kind of considered. A flurry, you say? Yeah. I mean, Boy Erased has one. Beautiful Boy has one. Private War has Annie Lennox doing a, a song specifically for Private War. Really? Yeah. Requiem for a Private War, it's called. Requiem for a Private War. It rhymes. Yeah. The Buster Scruggs movie has a great song. Is it the ballad of Buster Scruggs? It is not. It's I think it's called um, "When a Cowboy Gets His Wings." Oh, something, something that when a cowboy trades his spurs for a set of wings, I think is what it is. Something to that effect. I kind know of a long title. It's a good song though. It's fun. Uh, as, what else, there's a couple others that it's have
1: eleven-word title.
0: If I had to guess right now, I think. Uh, Boy erased is probably the edge for song.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, did the boy er- erased meet the girl? Interrupted. Is that how he got erased? Was she like, "Pardon me, let me just erase this boy." I w- Where were we? I was interrupted. That's my Angelina Jolie impression. That was good. I thought Thank she
0: was you. in the room with me. Thank you. All right, we should we should move on, and we've meandered for too long. You I should. don't know. We're talking movies, baby. I know, and we don't get to do it as often as we used to, so it's nice.
1: Talking movies, I don't know, is there baby. any other thing you want to
0: discuss before we...
1: I mean, I can't talk about the three different sets I was on last week. No, you can't. Uh, I guess two sets and a sound booth. But, I, we know. talk trailers? We did not talk trailers, do we? We haven't talked trailers. Do you want
0: to quickly maybe pick one trailer? Although I hear I have heard a rumor that there is an... Avengers trailer coming
1: really probably on Wreck-It Ralph before the
0: end of the year whoa so it's probably Wreck-It Ralph or Mary Poppins
1: oh yeah I forgot Mary Poppins is still on the way wow
0: okay so anyways trailers you've actually seen
1: hang on I had to bite a piece of my fingernail off um um, gosh I don't even remember I saw the Mary Poppins one on the front of uh, Bohemian Rhapsody yeah I saw uh, Dumbo. That was heartbreaking. I haven't seen the new one. Cry. All I
0: know about the new Dumbo trailer is there's a thumbnail where he's wearing the face paint, and it is nightmare fuel. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. It's real disturbing.
1: Little Dumbo with the clown face paint on. Yeah, it's that's a that's a scary little image. Scary little image. I'm amazed. That I haven't seen Bumblebee trailers in recent weeks. You would think they'd be hammering that. We, we just saw a Bumblebee trailer when we saw Fantastic Beasts,
0: The Crimes of Grindelwald. Oh. But it's not a new trailer. It's the it's the, it's Trailer 2.
1: Trailer 2, yeah. The Crimes of Grindelwald. I gotta go see that, I'm thinking. Or do I? Uh, really? See, I saw somebody tweet something like, it should be called... Fantastic Bores, the yeah. snooze of Grindelwald. I mean, you can probably like listen
0: that, to our episode if you want. I can, I can tell you real quick about it. Might.
1: Well, I'll listen to the episode after yeah. I see the movie.
0: Let, let's just say, you don't get to see very many of Grindelwald's
1: crimes. Oh,
0: yeah? There's not a lot
1: of crime in the movie. It's mostly just about the good guys just trying to track him down and bust them? Pretty much it. It's, Grindelwald.
0: Uh, it's a shoe leather in that two-hour and 15-minute movie.
1: Does Dan Fogler return?
0: Dan Fogler returns and he's fantastic.
1: That's good to know. The
0: performances are all good. The plot point developments are excellent. All right. It's just getting from A to B to C to D is a bit of a chore.
1: Does the bank manager from Fantastic Beasts return? I did not see him. Okay. I like that guy. That's Peter Breitmeier. Shout out to Peter Breitmeier, buddy. He's cool. He comes to my acting class to give guest speeches once in a while. Zoe Kravitz returns. Zoe Kravitz? Yeah. She, At first, I was thinking Zoe Kazan.
0: She's only in a, a photo in the first one.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. I only did watch the first Fantastic Beasts one time. So now she's in this in-living action. Yeah. Casting spells. Yeah. Deflecting spells. Does she have out of cadaver, anyone? Yeah, I it, have uh, a spoiler. Okay. All right. I appreciate that. That was a test. Yeah. You passed it. I will. I will say. Not necessarily regarding her. Yeah. People die. Whoa. That's all I'll say. Yikes.
0: I'm. I'm curious to see how many movies. I. I think it's probably end up being seven movies. Real. I was reading. It takes place over 19 years. The, the. 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 Not the one movie, but the entire. The Fantastic Beasts series is going to be series. 19 years of.
1: Wow.
0: So, so I guess it's going to go from what, like 1929 to, or 28 or something.
1: That's incredible. To what, I guess
0: to? that makes sense, because this was the World War II All right. thing, right? So.
1: Dumbledore versus Hitler. Whoa. I mean... Or possibly Dumbledore versus Hellboy's version of Rasputin. Mm-hmm. Whoa, dude. Mm-hmm. That could be pretty crazy. You know what else happened in World War II? Uh... Uh, Yes, I do
0: know what happened. Nazis um, were stealing lots of artifacts of occult design.
1: Looking for magical... Occult? Does that count? Yeah, the word occult simply means that which is hidden. So for them to believe that something down in a hole somewhere might be able to give them power... Would certainly count as a cult. Well, I noticed that...
0: Um, okay, well, so we're going to now talk finally about the movie. What's it called? Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's ba- actually... Ba- I'm sorry.
1: Ba- ba. Correction.
0: Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. They changed the title.
1: They've changed it. They've retroactively changed it. Sort of like when the Mormon Church converts dead people to Mormonism after they're dead. Yeah. Wow.
0: Sure. Yeah, so it belongs in the eyes, not the R's.
1: Not the R's. Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes. Is Indiana Jones' real first name Henry, or am I wrong about Henry. That? It is Henry, okay. Henry Jones Jr. Junior. Exactly.
0: Junior. Indiana was the dog. Was the dog. Oh. <laughs> Do we ever meet the dog no, in the Chronicles? Indiana was the dog. Oh, in the Chronicles? I don't know.
1: I wonder. Indiana was the dog's name. Yeah. That's two movies away, folks.
0: Oh, that's more than two movies away. What, Sean Connery? We've got... It's two Indiana Jones films away. Two Indiana Jones films. But it's not two movies away. Right. right. Because we've got E.T. Yeah. I'm
1: just talking about... Potentially the Twilight
0: Zone. We haven't decided if we're going to do Twilight Zone yet.
1: I'm just talking about the Indiana Jones-averse. Users, tell us if we
0: should do the Twilight Zone. We need an answer on this. Tweet at
1: VTRTmovies.
0: Well, we have E.T., Twilight Zone... Temple of Doom, color purple. So, uh, always, I don't know. I don't know what's next after that. Empire of the Sun, maybe. Whoa, would that be before Last Crusade? I don't. I don't. I don't have the list in front of me. That's I, okay. It's hard to remember.
1: I could bring it up. Well, I mean, it's if not you want me that important. No, that's okay. So, What did my son Do against those Nazis this, in the first movie. So
0: this is the first film in the series. And, but it does not take place chronologically first in this in the film series. Correct. Temple of Doom takes place like a, two years before it or something. I don't know.
1: Temple of Doom only a few years later is actually a prequel. Yes. A lot of people didn't get that when they watched Temple of Doom. Because they don't didn't have anything. There's no Nazis in it. No Nazis. Um, no. No Marion. No Marion Ravenwood. I almost said Crane.
0: That would be psycho.
1: Psycho. Okay, there we go. No Marion Ravenwood drinking gigantic men under the table. Which makes you wonder. Yeah. Where was Short Round? Whatever Raider stuff. Whatever happened to Short Round between Temple and Raiders? Yeah. I imagine he would have grown up quite a bit. You know. I'm I'm hoping
0: we're going to get Short Round in the next movie. Whoa. I'm hoping we're going to get a short round in the next
1: movie. A fully grown short round. I mean, he'd have to be into his, like, 30s or 40s, right?
0: Yeah, he's he's definitely in 40s, maybe 50 at this
1: point. Wow. I
0: don't know how old he was. He was older than me.
1: Yeah. When, when Temple of Doom came out, I remember thinking, like, Short round is a cool team, yo. But now I look at him and I'm like, oh, wow, he was a very young kid. He yeah. might have been probably 10. 10 to 12,
0: somewhere in that 10 area. 10 to 12. Um, okay, so this
1: this film... Um, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Do you know about how Indiana Jones came to be? I've, I've, I've read a little blurb about it here and there. Yeah. Do
0: you want to talk about it or do you want me to... Lead the way. Uh, what I At least the story I heard. Yeah. Steven Spielberg always wanted to make James Bond. He always wanted to direct a Bond film. Is that uh, is that what you have? No. No. Um, so, uh, he had spoken to George Lucas about that, and, uh, the story that George Lucas came to him with was Indiana Jones instead, which nice. is like based on this, you know, kind of almost detective-y, pulp serial hero. Yeah. Um, so you see a lot of that through all the films, all the way through Crystal Skull. Yeah. Which I think it's a bad rap. It does. Uh, when it doesn't, shouldn't get one. All right. Um... But we we can talk about that when we get, when we get to that <laughs> movie because that'll be a whole a whole can of worms.
1: That's a long ways away. Yeah.
0: Uh, so that's that's my understanding of how Indy came kind of came to be. Cool. Well, it was originally supposed to be James Bond. Or wow. Something to that effect.
1: Spielberg wanted to direct a Bond or a Bond-like story. Yeah, because I mean, he definitely has similarities with Bond. Like he's kind of he's kind of got this. Sort of loose network of people who will help him out here and there. Yeah. Like in this movie, he just—you know—he steals the truck, he rolls it into that sure. door, and people just automatically gather around and cover it up. Yeah. How did they know to do, to do that? Uh, did Sela send the word somehow, mm-hmm. or were they just like, "Hey, this guy looks like he's on the run. Let's just help him cover his A while he's uh, right. while we're at it. Maybe we'll sell some of these funny fruits to the Nazis. Yeah. Maybe."
0: washing machine got really loud. The washing
1: machine got really loud. I'm trying to project over it. Um, The story I read, it wasn't even much of a story. It was more of just sort of a blurb, which was that Lucas had gone to Hawaii while waiting for the opening weekend hubbub of Star Wars to die down. (laughs) That being Star Wars Episode 4, A New Hope, the very first movie. And, uh... Spielberg had also traveled over there, and Lucas was basically trying to avoid the hubbub, so he and Spielberg got to talking and cooked up Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, interesting! Again, one of the stories. Who knows which one's hundred yeah. percent
0: true? I, I'd always heard that, that Spielberg was a little like incredulous when he got the the story from oh. George Lucas because he was he was expecting something more traditionally spy oriented. Yeah, and then when he got this, it like was like. This isn't at
1: all what I was thinking. An archaeologist... Yeah. Uh, ...whose whole class loves him. Uh, uh, an obtainer of rare antiquities. Rare antiquities. You can say that again.
0: So in the film, um... He, uh... We, we get to meet our hero... Pretty, uh... In a pretty dramatic way. Which is, like... Kind of this cool 1940s style... Yeah. Of, like, not really showing the hero... Until you absolutely need to show him, and until when he you finally do, comes out of the shadows, and there's this really cool like hero shot, like low angle hero shot. That's uh, one of my favorite things about Steven Spielberg. Yeah, he knows how to introduce a, a character.
1: That's the absolute truth. And so, what? Is, yeah, the first time we see his face is after he whips uh, Homeboy's gun out of his hand. Yeah. Right?
0: yeah, we
1: don't even see his face until he's just about to get killed and saves his own butt. With a bullet.
0: He's moving through the jungle with Zapito.
1: Zapito, played by Alfred Molina. Yeah. Of so many movies fame. Way too many movies fame. Well, not too many, but you get it. I saw somewhere that the whip is kangaroo hide. Really? That's what one piece of trivia on IMDb said. They said that in the late 90s... Indiana Jones's whip, used in Raiders of the Lost Ark, made of kangaroo hide. Interesting. Was sold at an auction for, I believe, thirty-five thousand dollars. Yeah. It's a lot to pay for a whip.
0: When I was a kid, so there's a thing with the whip near the beginning. Yeah. Um, they get inside the uh, the temple, I guess it would be. Yeah. And uh, they got the spiders on them. Oh. And when I was a kid, the way he knocked the spiders off of Zapito, yeah, whatever the guy's name is, uh, always seemed weird to me. Oh, yeah? I was like, that's a weird thing to do, just knock them off. But now as an adult, I'm like, no, don't touch the right. spiders.
1: Keep those tarantulas at whip's length. Aha. Even if it was a curled whip, which he used. But it did make a handy-dandy spider scraper. Spider scraper. Trivia about the spiders. They said that when they placed the spiders all over Alfred Molina's back they were all male spiders and so they were all just standing really really still. Yeah. Because they were just like what? Where am I now? And they were all just clinging but just being perfectly still As as most males of any species do. I believe so so they put one female on and then that got all the males active and trying to be in like oh there's a girl and so really? then they started creeping and that's what a piece of trivia said Interesting. Doesn't tell me who wrote it but it sounds accurate I mean you know, spiders are very much of the mind of like, Whoop I'm in a new setting all of a sudden. Sure. I better I better assess my surroundings for days. And then next thing you know, you're being knocked off somebody's back with a whip. Yeah. But you know, they're spiders. They can yeah. they got eight legs, they can land just sure. fine. Good old tarantulas. So we get the iconic
0: Oh which iconic part? Oh, just, well, the whole temple is pretty iconic, you know, the...
1: Testing out the traps. Testing out the traps. Weighing the, out the sand. The weighing bag. out the sand is kind of what I'm thinking, in them. and then the boulder, right? I feel like, I mean, was the golden statue, like, hollow or something? How could he possibly have a bag of sand that weighs as much as that golden statue? I don't know, maybe that's hollow. I, don't know. I would think that thing would be
0: real heavy. Maybe it was wooden, with gold encasing it. Ooh. I don't know.
1: Very clever the
0: answer to your question, but uh, yes, yeah, so we get all those iconic moments. Uh, I, I li- especially like the um, the part where uh, there's tiles that if you step on them, arrows shoot out. Yeah, but it's really clear which part of the tile you can't step on because it's the only part that's covered in mud. Yeah, it's kind of strange. Grody, uh, you know at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. We've both been there. There's an Indiana Jones ride, and there's a moment in the in the queue. Yeah, Where it says uh, don't step on diamond shaped tiles. That's a reference to that scene.
1: What happens when you do nothing?
0: It was a, a an effect they were going to do in the queue, but they abandoned it because they couldn't get it to work right. Oh man, that's, that's my understanding at least. That's a shame. There are multiple things uh, in that ride. There's a there's a sequence that's supposed to drop uh, uh, ice on you. Say what? Yeah, they had they have uh, a ice drop. They have yeah, they have a like a. An AC HVAC thing that that's over the bridge, and uh, there's supposed to be something that happens where little bits of stuff falls on you. And essentially, it was going to be ice, but they—I oh think it was really difficult to maintain and would break a lot, so they just stopped doing it altogether.
1: I would think so. Yeah. So I'm I'm assuming just little like ice scrapings, right? Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, like frost, like wow. frost. But when you're crossing the bridge, you're like surrounded by lava and we, fire. You notice what happens every time you get on the bridge? No matter what. You stall a little. You stop. Him. Yeah, that's true. Whoa. And it's like you stop frost. and there's an
0: explosion. Yeah. Like the eye shoots out a laser and there's always an explosion. And then the thing starts up and goes again. It was, I think uh, the explosion was supposed to like drop. Make it feel like stuff was falling on you.
1: First time I ever learned about that laser was the hard way. Oh, well, yeah. Don't look at it. It just went right into my eye. I had no idea there was even a laser there. And it just I just happened to be looking straight at it when it came on. And oh, I was boy. just like, Ah. It hurt. I should probably get my, my glasses checked.
0: Enough about that ride.
1: Oh, it's so fun, though. Okay. Except it breaks down every time. Uh, let's see. So, uh, we meet... So many epic scenes. Belloc? Bowler chase, oh yeah, and then we meet Belloc after... after mm-hmm. Indiana Jones narrowly escapes with his life.
0: Yeah, because, uh, Zapito And his hat. Tries to double-cross him and pays dearly for it. So, uh, yeah, we get the iconic, uh... Uh, grabbing, grabbing your things under the closing door Just yeah. in the nick of time That's a pretty common uh, indie staple I think it's in all the
1: films, right? I believe so yeah. I mean, it's even referred to Like if you ever catch yourself having to do it You're Indiana jones baby Alright I think I had to roll under a moving door recently Like a garage that was closing? I think so Where the hell was that? I don't know Probably best that I don't remember It's probably it's a dangerous situation At a party
0: so Belloc gets the... Belloc. Belloc. They say it so many... Balosh. They Balak, say it like five say it different, it a bunch ways. Of different ways. They different ways. Belloc. Belloc. I think he calls him Belloc most of the time. Belloc. Belloc. Uh, He's a creep. He gets the statue. Indy runs away. Uh, the natives shoot wildly over Indy's head.
1: They really go out of their way to miss... Yeah, they really hitting do. ...hitting
0: him. There's one guy in particular that's pretty amazing. Uh, we meet Jacques briefly, the pilot...
1: Oh, yeah. Did he have a Dodgers cap on or a Yankees cap?
0: Uh, he had a Yankees cap on. It
1: was a Yankees cap. All right. Yeah. Good old Jacques, who keeps a snake on his plane.
0: Whoa. So we get the iconic moment. I hate snakes. What? What are you going to say? I mean,
1: was that the first snake on a plane? Oh, that I can think of. Me too. But maybe there's been others. I can't think of ever seeing a snake on a plane in another movie before Snakes on a Plane until this one. Wow.
0: Surely it must have happened. But yeah, so we get the, the nice the nice uh, I hate snakes thing. Yeah. He's clearly afraid of them, uh, which is going to come back later in the film. Betcha. And then we get to Ooh, see him... Uh, times
1: a thousand million. To see him teaching class. Oh, yeah. All those ladies are just... In love. There's a lot of attractive ladies in Dr. Jones's archaeology class. We go. There's music for the. Uh, Ooh. Oh. Boop, boop,
0: boop, 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 boop. I like boop, it. Boop, it's putting boop, me in a boop, holiday boop. mood. Well, it's, you know, our hey, your laundry is done. Uh, so then uh, we get Marcus Brody, Dr. Brody. Oh, yeah. Does he show up at all four? Uh, he's only in a photo in. Uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull oh that's right or uh, no he's not in a photo I'm sorry he's a statue yeah Uh, uh, Henry Sr. is in a photo in in uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull
1: that makes good sense
0: yeah because those guys are not alive well I mean Connery's alive but he's up there he is way up there busy smacking women around
1: Oh, he did do some of that, didn't he? He, huh, he believes whiz. it's okay to do. Oh, damn it, Sean. I know. Don't well, smack your women around, Highlander.
0: Only with an open open palm, I believe, is his thing.
1: I'm going to say not enough of a qualifier to no,
0: make it right no at all. Qualifier. Good so, grief. Uh, so then we find out that uh, the government has a bunch of questions for oh. Dr. Jones. And it turns out that the Nazis have found Tannis. Tannis, which is supposedly the uh, uh, city, ancient city in Cairo where the pharaoh had stolen, had sacked uh, Jerusalem and had stolen the Ark of the Covenant and taken it to Tannis and buried it somewhere there. But he didn't bury it. Wasn't all of Tannis there?
1: Wasn't all of Tannis buried under a Tannis was buried. A hundred day sandstorm or something like that? Or a, a year I think a year-long year long sandstorm. Sandstorm. Wiped Good it off the map. Grief.
0: Uh, and so uh, Dr. Jones decides he's gonna go and how oh, so he's he, the reason they come to him is because he studied under Albert Ravenwood. Oh yeah. Uh, who I almost said Ravencroft. Understandable. <laughs> We're both uh, off on that name. Um studied under him who would have been the uh, foremost authority but that guy's gone you know they can't find him they don't know where he is um, I, d- I did notice in the scene that they and this is I think why I said occult earlier they referred to uh, Dr. Jones as um, an expert on the occult Oh, which is why they wanted to talk to him and I thought that was interesting because it's biblical Yeah. Uh, so he, uh, what does he do he goes to go find
1: Marion yeah and somehow he figures out Or I guess maybe it was in Ravenwood's journal or scribbling, whatever it was that they found of his, about how basically there was a staff...
0: They need the figurehead or whatever But the
1: Yeah, the figurehead or the headpiece or whatever you call it... Yeah, headpiece, I think is what they said. ...is missing from the staff, and they're pretty sure Jones would know how to find it. Yeah. Which could then, and only then, point the way to the location of the Ark of the Covenant. So he goes and finds uh,
0: Marion her bar
1: in nepal of all places
0: way up on a mountain she's a she's an excellent drinker you yeah. can drink the burliest of men under
1: the table um Ain't that the truth So nazis show up nazis and evil sherpas who are very clearly played by white guys made yeah. up to look like they are nepalese yeah. you can literally see one guy's real eyelashes or eyelids flashing behind his prosthetic upper face mold. Uh, interesting do you know who one of those? Do you know who the big? No, the big Sherpa in yeah. disguise is also. Oh, he's later in the movie. Later in the movie, yeah. With the old Tommy boxing bully. Oh man! Oh, that scene makes me so nervous. So, uh, so the Nazis Ooh. show up. There a fight ensues.
0: I'm, try- I'm just trying to a kind big of big fight blow through it a little bit so and just do facts where we can. The
1: figurehead falls into a fire.
0: Yep, and, and then gets- uh, what's that guy's name? Oh. Uh, his character's name. Uh, Slimy Skeezoid? No, I don't think that's... What a... does he call himself? As soon as you say it, I'm going to be like, yes.
1: You keep, keep vamping. I'll find uh, so, him. I'll find him.
0: So, uh, he reaches for it and and grabs it, but then drops it because it's scalding hot and leaves a big mark on his hand.
1: And, uh... The character's name is Tote. Tote.
0: T O H T H T,
1: Yeah. Oh, he was also in Buckaroo Banzai. Is he, like, General Tote? It literally just says
0: oh. T-O-H-T. So, uh... So anyways, Indy and Marion get the headpiece and they escape. They go to Cairo. They meet Sala and get a monkey. Yeah. And, uh... Good old John Reese Davies. There's some some fun stuff in Cairo. They uh, they get ambushed by um, what seem to be kind of like Egyptian ninjas.
1: Oh. Um, I hadn't thought of it like that.
0: And uh, so they fight a bunch of them... Marion runs away and hides in a, a basket. Indy's looking for her and he gets stuck in a crowd and the crowd parts and there's this huge dude with a sword. Uh-oh. What does Indy do?
1: Well, you think he's in trouble because that guy's really good at swinging that sword That's around. a big sword. But Indiana Jones has a little something called a sidearm. A six-shooter, I don't know the exact caliber, but he quick draws on him, shoots the swordsman dead in the street. You know how
0: that scene came to be, right?
1: I've heard rumors about Ford being ill that day. He got food poisoning. Oh, no!
0: And so he came up with a way to speed it up with Steven Spielberg. and uh,
1: That's a pretty fast way to end a okay. sword fight. It was
0: a pretty great, and it's funny because if you really are paying
1: attention, you can tell he's a little... Yeah. just like, come, come
0: on. Quite have as much zip as some of the other yeah. scenes.
1: Was Harrison Ford present in any of... The lightsaber fight scenes in Episodes 4, 5, and 6. I'm going to say mm-hmm. he was not.
0: I don't think so. Because they all happen. So it's Obi-Wan and <laughs> Vader. Uh, so technically he's running onto the Millennium Falcon when all that's going on. True. And powering that up. He's not actually in the same hallway with them. Uh, You're right. And Empire... He's already frozen. Luke's, Luke, yeah, he's already frozen and Luke's on his own. And then in Jedi, he's down on the on the planet, on the, the moon of Endor.
1: There you have it. Harrison Ford. Not a lot of sword fights, you guys. Speaking of food poisoning, there's a funny piece of trivia saying that Spielberg was the only one on the set in Tunisia where they were filming a lot of Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark who didn't get food poisoning, and it's because he brought with him a... Huge selection of spaghettios, and that's all he ate the entire time he was over there. Smart guy, maybe spaghettios, maybe Chef Boyardee's writing that trivia. I don't know, but to be fair, Sounds look like up uh,
0: look up dates, how dates are made, and then you can oh. share that with the, the viewsters. All right, that's to me horrifying. How um, to make dates, so uh, because the dates are important. Um, you see Marion eating a bunch of dates, like he sort of introduces the dates to her.
1: And Do you want how they are grown and harvested? How they're
0: created, how, what, how, all about the bugs. It's all about. Oh, the, all right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, anyways, uh, Indy sees that Marion's in a basket. She gets taken away. A basket gets put in a truck. The truck gets in an accident and it blows up, and India's heartbroken. Yeah, so he goes to drown his sorrows, and uh, wow, it feels weird to be like recounting an entire movie again. It's been so long since we've done that. This is true, um, and I feel like w- with the Spielberg ones, we are, we've been doing it more because we're trying to give as many facts as possible. But right, but with this one, I think we're we got.
1: Less facts coming. Right. Um, Bottom line, if you're listening to this and somehow haven't seen Raiders of the Lost Ark, just like, what?
0: We're we're heavily preparing for E.T. is the yeah. deal. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, so he finds out, you know, he goes and meets Belloc, who's there, of course, working with the Nazis. Oh, jeez. And uh, Belloc tries to uh, have him killed in this bar. And all these children show up and escort him out. There's Sala's kids, his eight kids. Wow! And uh, and then a little bit later, we get uh, Indy eating some. He's gonna eat some dates, but we find out that the dates are poisoned. uh Oh, we've and Sala prevents it from happening because he uh, sees that the monkey is dead.
1: Oh, poor find, little find monkey! Find out the date thing. I'm looking up this uh, big long thing. It's got pictures and everything, but they haven't said anything haven't about some. bugs you pick up
0: the, the indie talk and I will
1: So yeah, so Indy believes Marion is dead. Um Sulla and his kids save the day. And then uh and then what is it? Uh Indy manages to find the Ark. He hasn't even found the Ark yet, but he and Sulla now manage to find the Ark. They've still got the uh the staff head. Mm-hmm. They figure out what went wrong in the positioning of the staff in order to properly point the way. They figured out where it is. They hire some locals to help them dig for it in the sunset. Within I'd say maybe a maybe a half a mile of where the Nazis are digging. I don't know how none of the Nazis ever glanced over and said, Hey, those guys are digging for something, and that guy really looks like Indiana Jones. But whatever. They find the Ark. They manage to get it onto some ropes, haul it up out of the Well of Souls. And wouldn't you know it, it falls into Nazi hands. But Indiana Jones learns that it's going to be put on a truck. And as he's going to find that truck, he finds Marion Ravenwood, alive and well, tied up in a tent. It's he helps awesome. to save her butt. But then Belloc shows up, and instead of her running away with Indy right in that moment, she decides to try to trick Belloc. And yet I'm good and drunk. I remember. Yes. I remember the
0: date thing. So it's actually not exactly the dates. So it's dates are dried figs. Yeah, it's the figs that are disgusting. Figs
1: are disgusting. Why?
0: All right. So, i <laughs> right. I'm I'm pulling up the Smithsonian. Okay. Explaining this. Okay.
1: Smithsonian. I bet Indiana Jones has hung out there a time or two in his life. Um, We're at about four minutes left on this recording, by the way.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Well, we're going to probably have to add a second recording and just pair them together. Pair them together. Um, So, fig trees only can bear fruit um, because there's this thing called a fig wasp. Fig wasp? Wasps are born inside the figs. Ooh! When the females hatch, they crawl out, find a new fig, and then lay their eggs. The... Um, they pick up pollen from the male flowers and carry it into the new fig nest. And that's Gross. how they actually become fruit. Grody. When they lay their eggs inside the fig, yeah. the females die inside the figs and get absorbed into the fruit. Oh, man. The males who hatch inside the figs are also stuck inside the fig. They mate with the female larva. Larva. Who then escape oh, to go into a new fig? And it's just like disgusting. So these things pretty
1: much just live their whole lives inside of figs. Yep, gross. Fig wasps. So Are there pictures of them.
0: Uh, I don't see a picture of one. There's a picture of the inside of a fig, but uh, that no. looks
1: delicious.
0: Um, so yeah, so I I'm not into dates and figs, man. I'm just not into that at all.
1: I've never heard... I know about fig beetles. They're just cute and they hang out on fig trees. I had never heard of fig wasps before. Would Ooh. you like a date? I'll try one. Oh, gross. I mean, I've eaten crickets before. Yeah, if you believe those like bacon wrap dates and stuff. Yeah, I'll try a date. <laughs> I scrolled down the page just a little bit and there's a quote. I don't eat figs. I know too much about what's inside. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> figs and dates. There you have it, folks
0: yeah so figs are disgusting
1: that is disgusting okay
0: so uh you were left off where um he he rescues her Ur- finds her in the tent she's tied up They kiss
1: she gets Bellic drunk tot shows up with his in- scary coat hanger Indian sala go to the map room they go to the map room they they locate the proper pl- placement of the ark they and get it above ground and they go digging. They go digging, they get it above ground, and then they uh, lose it well, to the Nazis yet again.
0: There's a thing inside the, uh, in the inside the Well of Souls.
1: Yeah, that I really
0: like. Um, there's a lot of snakes in there. Tons and tons of snakes. Indy drops down, bam, looks up where he lands. Yeah, and uh, what's there?
1: A, a big cobra snake. A big cobra.
0: I mean, they say that it's asps inside, asps, because you know it's it's Egypt, but. I definitely saw like a boa constrictor, oh, yeah? or something, or an anaconda, or something. Oh my god! And there's definitely a, a cobra. Uh, so that the the snakes, the big cobras and stuff, were actually there with the actors.
1: Whoa. There
0: was a uh, sheet of plexiglass separating them. Oh,
1: well, that's good to know. And I'd
0: always heard you could you could see the plexiglass, but I had never been able to see it until today. Oh yeah. Um, I finally thought to look toward the bottom, and sure enough, there are smudges at the bottom where I think the snakes had rubbed up against oh, the glass. Oh, snake
1: rubs. Yeah, a little snake rubs. That's pretty cool. So the actors were safe. The snakes were really in the room, but fortunately, there was snake-proof glass in between.
0: And you know, do you know about the fake snakes? No. So, you know, there's real snakes. There's fake snakes. But they didn't have enough to populate the room. Yeah. So they just used, uh, like, extension cables. Like, <laughs> <up> lightning <laughs> cables and stuff on the set.
1: Just put something that looks kind of slithery down. Yeah. I guess it worked. I thought those were all real snakes in there. Yeah. I was terrified.
0: Good stuff. So uh, Marion gets dropped in. They seal her in, Indian. in. Yeah, uh, they Indy figures out that there's a, a wall that he could break away. They get out.
1: Yeah, how does he break away? He knocks over the big statue. He knocks over the big
0: statue, which knocks a hole into a, an antechamber. There it and is. And there's a, a light coming in from the ante, from outside. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so he goes and he steals the... Well, there's the, the plane fight first, right? So... Oh, that plane fight. So the guy you were talking about, who was one of the Nepalese...
1: yeah. He was disguised Sherpas. as one of the Sherpas, and now he's disguised as a a Nazi who's just really down to take his shirt off and duke it out with Indiana Jones. Yeah, he looked like he was looking for an excuse to take his shirt off. Oh, yeah. He, and uh, He
0: looks kind of like one of those um, uh, turn-of-the-century bar, barbell lifter yeah, guys. Yeah,
1: like a circus strongman type. Yeah, like a, I think that guy used to be on Buck Rogers a lot, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I watched a lot of Buck Rogers as a kid. I think that was the same guy. Was that the show with uh, b b Tweaky, you know it. Yeah. Tweaky and, and Buck Rogers and uh, and uh, Dr. What's his name? Dr. He was just like a big weird Doctor circle this? computer that Tweaky wore around his neck. Oh. Um, Dr. The, Theogenes. I forget. Oh, that show was weird. That Theopolis? Buck Rogers. Theopolis no. Maybe. Theopolis. Something like that. Kind of right. Um. But yeah, I think that guy might have been Tiger Man on Buck Rogers. Okay. Um, But back to Indiana Jones, this is maybe, for my money, one of the scariest scenes in any movie ever. And that is a fist fight near a plane that's still on the ground doing a very slow, flat spin with two uh, big propellers running at full speed. Uh, Oh, it's so nerve-wracking. How'd they shoot that, you know?
0: Um... I should look to see if there's, like, a DVD feature on that or something. Yeah.
1: I would hope to God that they left the propellers off as much as they possibly could and then only turned them on when they were actually in camera. But, uh, I mean, you got gas leaking out and spilling all around the plane. Mm -hmm. You got Marion locked inside the gunner compartment shooting at Nazis as the plane spins. And then you got Indy and the strongman getting on top of the plane, fighting underneath the plane. And all the while, the spinning, and the spinning, and the propellers just waiting, just waiting. And then what happens?
0: Uh, and to... he gets knocked down. He stays down as uh, the propeller, propeller comes and chews up the strongman. He Jeez. turns around to see the propeller just in time to have his face <laughs> sheared off, I guess. Oh,
1: God, no. It's so, it's so scary. It's, it's and you don't even see much of it, but it's it, gross.
0: I was thinking about this recently, along with... You know all these movies with lots of CG and green screen and stuff. Yeah. And while they're neat to look at, the the newer stuff, I never have the same tension that right. I have. And I think it's you know I I, w- I was thinking about like why that is, and obviously I know it's because it's practical versus digital. You your brain knows that it's not real, right? Um, but you know that it's movie magic at the same time. Right. But there is some still sense of danger. And I was thinking about Tom Cruise. Oh yeah. And did you, you saw that new mission impossible? Yup. When he does that helicopter That whole movie spin? is a stunt.
1: Uh, that. Oh well, yeah. It breaks his God. knee and.
0: Um, but there was, a, I, I saw a behind the scenes feature on, on him doing the helicopter dive. Oh yeah. Where he does the bank and then dives. Oh my gosh. And, uh, he was like, you have to mount cameras on this and I have to learn how to do it. Wow. I have to be the one flying the plane because the audience has to see me doing it. Yeah. I'm thinking like he's a hundred percent right. The audience needs to know, not that you need to put yourself in danger. You don't right. have to risk your life, but the audience needs to see the actor, not a CG representation of the actor, not motion capture, not a stunt person. They need to see the actor whenever possible right. to actually feel like they I, I just have no anxiety over you know any of these yeah you know fantastic beast was really a lot like that where yeah. it's like you just never
1: it's like the complaint a lot of people have been saying about uh about the superhero movies lately they, sure. they a lot of them make the joke of like you know oh, i'm not going to pay that much money to watch cartoons fight you know what though and i love the superhero movies because what i'm seeing is the superheroes of my childhood that couldn't possibly have been made into a good movie back then, now being made in good, realistic-looking, believable movies.
0: Well, anybody that says that, here's what I have to say to you.
1: I think they're too cool for school.
0: No, here's what I have to say to you. Tell that yeah. to Chris Evans' torn pectoral muscles right. from holding the helicopter pad in the helicopter and having yep. your arms pulled apart. Yup. Go eat a bag of shit. Because you know nope. what you're talking about. I was
1: gonna say like salted peanuts or something. No. You went to shit.
0: Yeah, they. I mean, human people that that don't know what they're talking about just really, really bugs me. Real, but really bugs me.
1: I hear you, and it's like you know, with the superhero movies, you know, like okay, there's definitely a lot more safety in place on a lot of those. Yes, but also they're they're keeping it they're keeping it as real as they possibly can when they can. And keeping people safe. Tell it to The Rock. See what he has to Tell say. Tell that to The Rock. Not in The Scorpion King, though. That had a whole lot of CGI The Rock no, in it. But, you know, uh, it. but yeah, I mean, there, there is, and I'd be okay seeing stunt doubles, but there is something that's just more, it, it just flat out raises the stakes when you know, holy crap, that is the real actor, and the only way they could have possibly gotten that was for him to really do it, and that is intense. Yeah. Raises the intensity. If I had a critique for
0: superhero fighting yeah. scenes, it would be that they don't, uh, I feel like they should subscribe to Asian cinema fight scene oh, yeah. editing techniques where they The
1: double punch kind of? Yeah, individual. where yeah. you
0: see that like twice and you actually get to see the hit interesting. rather than like cutting right before the hit and then to right after the hit. Yeah. That's no good.
1: Very interesting indeed.
0: But yeah, anyways, Raiders of the Lost Ark is... Yeah, I get you. Back to that. So he ends up stealing a truck. The big truck. Where big is truck. that truck these days? It's at Disneyland.
1: That truck is at Disneyland? We've touched a real it many truck? Times. I saw a cat on it once. Oh, man. Get those cats off that truck. I love kitty. Man, they don't belong on that truck. He didn't Tainting seem it. to be a Nazi cat, so I'm assuming he was a good mm, guy cat. All cats are Nazi cats. Hey, we don't know no. About
0: them. So, uh... No. Yeah, we... we, we we have touched that truck many a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he steals the truck. There's a big fight on the truck. Do we need to like go through the rest of this film? I mean,
1: you know, touch on the parts you want to touch on. That's all. You know, uh, The truck scene is
0: nuts. The truck scene is I mean, fantastic.
1: The fight is in the truck, on the truck, under mm-hmm. the truck, back up onto the truck, and back into the truck.
0: When he finally throws the driver out the front windshield. Yeah. Uh, and he falls off the truck and gets run over by the truck. That's actually one of my favorite shots because you... Um, it, it looks like he, he gets run over. His arms and legs like come up, but it's shot so well that it's clearly he's actually off to the side of the yeah. truck. But uh, it's good use of force perspective and, and hiding the actual road.
1: Yeah, because they made me think, oh, that guy just got one side of a truck... Driven right up the middle of them. Yeah. <laughs> there's an
0: excellent Wilhelm scream. There is? In that, uh, yeah, one of the guys that comes out of the back of the truck into the car that uh Bellic is in. Oh, yeah? Uh, there's a, When that guy hits the hood and the windshield of that car, uh, There's a, he, he has a Wilhelm.
1: Oh, well, that's cool. There's a Wilhelm
0: in, I think, all of the indie films.
1: i got to look up the Wilhelm scream again. I can never seem to recognize it. It's like, yeah! It's,
0: ah! There you go. It's more I mean that's not what it sounds like exactly, oh. but it's closer to that then. Ah It's like
1: that. And certainly not. No,
0: <laughs> that's, that's, goofy. Goofy.
1: that's goofy. That's goofy falling off something. That's high. called the goofy holler. The goofy holler. Yep. I never knew. that.
0: Oh goofy. Sometimes with a E at the end. Hooey. Hooey. Um
1: He's great that goofy.
0: So uh he gets the Ark of the Covenant and
1: credits roll. <laughs> that's not what happens. It's a hell of an adventure. There's still some seafaring adventures. There's, There's... hijacking
0: of the of the boat. Belloc uh, and the Nazi show up on the boat with uh, Captain Katenga, right? And uh, Bellic is like, "Look at me, look at me." Oh no,
1: I'm the captain. I'm the captain now. Um, Katenga tries to save Marion's butt, but yeah, Bellic just out. I don't know how he. I guess he's you he just. Has him outnumbered with Nazis, I guess.
0: So they, they submarine away the Nazis with Ark and Marion, and Indy gets on board the sub. Yeah. I never really understood what happens to Indy once he's on top of the sub.
1: Well, they make it look like the sub never submerges. Did we buy we, that, though? Well, in a way, yes. In a way, no. Because when he gets on top of the sub, it cuts to inside the sub, and it seems like they're running around like, hey, we're about to dive. But right. then...
0: And lights are going off and stuff.
1: Yeah, but then it cuts to the sub above the surface of the water approaching the island, which is still pretty far away.
0: Because they because they finally got to their destination. Yeah, that makes sense that they would come back up around then.
1: Right, but we never see the sub actually dive. Right. So we're supposed to see it still above water. So I guess we have to assume that they just stayed up and kept afloating. That's weird. Kind of weird. But
0: that's a a question for Steven Spielberg. It's like if you
1: could have, if you were a sub captain and you were like, hey you know what, we can afford to stay at the surface, you know, open the hatch, let people get out, get some fresh air and whatnot. Hey, why not, right? We're only yeah. going to this little island over here. Katanga's not going to chase us. Right. With his uh, I don't know. unarmed That's guys. Stupid. I'm skeptical. Yeah, I don't blame you. Well, because isn't there even a, a, a deleted scene of Indy riding the top of a periscope? My oh, I 1941? don't know. I've never seen that. I almost think I saw that on YouTube recently somewhere. Huh. Or maybe somebody just mentioned it, but... There might be a deleted scene, or at least there was a deleted part of the script where the idea was that they dove, kept the periscope up, and like in 1941, he was just hugging the periscope and being dragged well, they through do, the
0: water. they do move to look through the periscope in that
1: scene before they leave. Right. They're looking through the... Why couldn't they just have a guy look out the hatch? Yeah. So it seems like they probably do dive, but they never show the dive. And then when we do see the sub again, it's above the so water... So weird. It's weird. It's a weird choice because there's no way he would have gotten into the sub and not gotten noticed. Well, like, Submarines are
0: tiny. If you're gonna, if you're gonna have your sub stay up, yeah. that far, it seems like you might leave some crew members up there to keep a watch. That too. But I don't know. We'll ask Steven Spielberg one day. When Willing
1: suspension of disbelief. When we're That's hanging what you out with
0: do. Spielberg next. We'll ask him. Yeah.
1: We'll pose as uh, J.J. Abrams and Matt. Uh, what was his name? And we'll be like, oh, yeah, it's us. You remember us. You hired us to clean up your Super 8s. Your Super 8s. Yeah, you know that story, right?
0: No.
1: Oh, yeah. So um, the story is that uh, a guy had moved into the house that Spielberg had lived in as a kid and found boxes full of the Super 8 movies that Spielberg made as a kid. And uh, I believe he had labeled them Steve Spielberg on the boxes. And so that guy was like... These should probably be sent to the right place. So he sent them to, I don't know if it was, uh, I don't know where he sent them to, but basically uh, Abrams at like 17 years old and Matt, the guy who directs the new Planet of the Apes movies, Matt, what is his last name? Reeves? No, I don't know. That Reeves sounds kind of right. There they were, like 17, maybe 18 year old kids. And they had been put in charge of cleaning up these super eights and like getting them digitally transferred and stuff. Wow. And uh the rest is history. And the rest is history. And now JJ Abrams is, you know, buddy pretty buddy. much the next Steven Spielberg yeah. in the making here. Frankly, made, you know. I mean he's 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 doing it. Wow. But yeah, isn't that wild though? Yeah, that's crazy. That that, that that's how far back that that relationship goes. And huh. they didn't even know each other at the time. Abrams was just like these were Steven Spielberg's <laughs> childhood home movies? Holy crap. That's crazy. Weird, wild stuff. So, uh, Indy gets captured,
0: kind of. I mean, he, he has a rocket launcher and he threatens to blow up the Ark. Oh, yeah. A
1: and Panzerfaust. A Panzerfaust. I just found out that that's what a Panzerfaust is, apparently, was that brand of rocket launcher. What would have happened if he'd blown up that Ark?
0: Nothing. I mean, they wouldn't have blown up. Oh, yeah, divine. maybe the Ark
1: would have just sent the missile in a different direction. Or it just would be
0: indestructible. Whoa. I assume some sort of divine intervention would have happened. But yeah. uh, so he, he, uh, he, of course, he can't blow up a priceless artifact.
1: Right. He can't bring himself to do it. Yeah.
0: so he, uh, So he gives up. He gets tied up with Marion. They decide they're going to open up this Ark. The Nazis are going to open up this Ark. They want to make sure the tablets are actually inside the Ark before they take it to Hitler. He's like, what what would you do if we opened it up in Berlin? And I was thinking, man, knowing what's going to happen at the end of this film, if they open that up in Berlin in front of Hitler, war is over.
1: War is over if you want it. Yeah, that would have... Would have been the better move for the rest of the world. Yeah. Wasn't the smartest move for the Nazis. So they
0: open it up and inside is a bunch of sand, supposedly, or... Some really fine,
1: smooth sand.
0: Maybe it's the tablets. Maybe. Have been reduced to powder. Or perhaps it's the, the mulched bones of the ancestor. You know Oh. The, I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't know, I'm just throwing things out there. But uh, basically ghosts come out and
1: like tear tear stuff up. They they pretty much kill every Nazi on that mountain. Indy's like, don't look at it no matter what. Don't open your eyes,
0: Marion. I love you and we'll marry you in about 25 years. Aww. They
1: get surrounded by flames. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: um, they, yeah.
1: All the Nazis get... Like, a ghost, like, blasts through them and then something happens where
0: we'll sort melt. of
1: gold lightning shoots out of Belloc's eyes and blasts through the chests of all the Nazis like yet again. Moment. Yeah, that movement's great. Lights explode. Tote's face melts completely off of his skull. The one guy just screams and stretches his no, face he melts really too far. Does he melt too? Yeah, he melts too. I can only ever remember Tote's face melting. Yeah, he He's melts and then Tote melts. And then Belloc's head explodes. Scanners style, maybe. It's pretty sad. His
0: whole body is, explodes pretty much. It's funny you see his little uh, hands, his little fake hands pop yeah. up. Yeah.
1: Um, and then they do uh, maybe one of the first uh, big beam of lights shot up into the sky that happens in tons of movies these days. I guess. You know, but in this it's really more of like a flame, a big flame whip. flame, yeah. And it even goes up and kind of curls down just a little. and Like a flame NATO. Yeah, and there's, like, a big, like, circle parting in the clouds as this thing fires up into the sky. And Indian and Marion keep their... Indy and Marion keep their eyes closed, fortunately. Now, they're the good guys. I wonder if, had they opened their eyes, if the ghosts might have been like, well, these guys are tied up by the Nazis. They wouldn't, been,
0: they wouldn't have been worthy if they'd opened their eyes.
1: Oh, is that what it is? They would have,
0: yeah. Oh. And as we're going to find out eventually, Indy, eventually later on, is going to become superhuman.
1: He is? Yeah. Oh, right. I know what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah.
0: Explains Kingdom of the Crystal Skull.
1: Right. Good call.
0: But we'll get there eventually.
1: First, we've got to get through a couple other movies before this last crusade.
0: You want to you hear something crazy? Of course. Uh, People are going to be angry about? Yeah. My least favorite Indiana Jones is The Last Crusade.
1: Your least favorite is the one where he's back to fighting Nazis. He's teamed up with his father.
0: Yep. Who it's the one that everybody loves. Everybody loves. And I I am not a fan. Not at all. I'm just... It's well made. I'm just bored by it. Yeah? Yeah. Bored. I think part of it is that it's just like re, rehashing stuff that we'd seen in two movies already. Okay. Um, and then Skull Crystal Skull was so far removed yeah. that having those winks kind of felt a little bit more fun. All right. But okay. Uh, it's Your not
1: that. least favorite is last. Week, my so.
0: most favorite is Temple of Doom.
1: Whoa. My well, most fit my favorite. I'm going to say most. What about favorite. that scene where Connery's like, "Sorry, I couldn't join you at that Temple of Doom." Yeah. Remember when he said that? Totally. Well, it was your least favorite one when he said it, so yeah. you probably don't remember. Sorry about that, son.
0: So the arc gets taken by the U.S. government and thrown in a uh, storage facility, not to be seen for 25 more years. But wait, who takes it and puts it in the storage US facility? U.S. government? But who? Uh, people. Top. Top people. Men. Top men. Is it men? Yeah. I not remember if it was people. Or... Well,
1: who has it? Top. Men. And who tells him that? Porkins, that's who. Was oh, that Porkins? The guy who played Porkins, and he also played good old uh, uh, Munson in uh, Flash Gordon. Oh. Same guy. All right. Dr. Zarkoff, there's no son. And then he gets hit by a plane. You remember. All right. Uh, I like this movie a lot. I do too. I dozed off a couple times, but only because watching Raiders of the Lost Ark just puts me in a very, like, at-home mood, you know? Yeah. It's like, hey, here's a movie I know I can trust, and when I, if I doze off and wake up, I want to know exactly what's going on. I did not uh, fall asleep during the movie. Well, that's that's good, frankly. I have a problem with falling asleep during movies yeah. sometimes. It happens to the Steve of us. I didn't fall asleep during Bohemian Rhapsody or Mandy. Yeah. Oh, Mandy. I might watch Mandy before I go to bed. Disney and
0: I watched something the other day.
1: Mandy?
0: Oh, we were putting DVDs away. And I can't remember what movie it was, but Desi was like, is this in color or is it in black and white? Because I think she remembered it as a black and white film, but the cover was color. And it had both versions in it. she's like, oh, it's a good thing that there's both versions on here because Steve could watch the colored version and he won't fall asleep. Whoa! Because you fall asleep during every black and white film we've ever watched. I'm
1: pretty terrible
0: with that. Oh! What? Oh, View the Right Thing, Struck Again. View the Right Thing. Uh, What movie were we watching? We watched a movie and... Oceans 8. Oceans 8, yeah. I finally saw Oceans 8. They played Lara's theme from Dr. Zhivago. Oh, boy and it made me think he you steve
1: oh doctor which
0: apparently that's also in one of the other oceans films i think in like 13 or something they play really uh lara steve yeah
1: i wonder where and or why apparently. which i really liked the uh, ocean state movie i thought it was a lot of fun i was uh i was holding off on that movie to see it with my mom when i went on my big vacation in june and july yeah and then my mom kept not wanting to go to the movies What's up with your mom? I'm like, mom, I'm home. I'm on vacation. The movie theater is literally straight down the road. Yeah, ten minutes in a car. Crazy. She just kept not wanting to go to the movies. I was like, "Oceans Eight, mom, Sandra Bullock sees," but she didn't want to. Yeah. Aquafina didn't want to go.
0: Aquafina's great. I love Aquafina. I want to see her more stuff.
1: Me three.
0: You say that like in. You want to see her in more stuff in a different way than I want. No, watching. I just
1: mean I want to see her in more movies. She's and so good in Crazy Rich funny. Asians. I still haven't watched Crazy Rich Asians yet. What have you seen her in? Um, just <laughs> like random funny stuff. Uh, okay. You know, her episode of SNL was real funny. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's getting Crazy Rich Asians. It's funny.
0: She, her part's like, it's pretty small. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's very much a situation of like, you want to see a lot more of her.
1: Cool, but
0: you know that if you get too much of her, then it becomes one of those, you know, yeah. characters.
1: Yeah, um, but, well, that's uh, good to know. That's good to know but, that they reined it in.
0: Yeah, Crazy Rich Asians is a pretty well put together film. Cool. That's another. That's another one of those top films this year. I think it was very, very solid. I think it like what prevents it from like really being considered too heavily. I think for things is for awards and whatnot. Will Racism. Be, not really no i i think we're going to see less of that this year i hope so um it's so by the book it's oh, yeah. so like every note you know what's going to happen you know how uh, the movie's going to end before the movie starts yeah so it's it's real it shows its hand you know immediately so um it doesn't feel very original but it's just so much fun and it's so well made and
1: do you want to hear something very weird that literally just happened? Did you just get a, a text message from Michelle Yeoh? No. That'd be cool. But I thought to myself, hmm, I wonder if I might be able to figure out how to watch Crazy Rich Asians tonight because I haven't been assigned any day job work. And I glanced at my phone and right then, right then, work. this email from my boss scrolled down. I thought you were going to say you got, you got an email about screeners. Nope, I got an email saying, Here's some work for you to do. So I saw Oscar screeners are going out. Really?
0: Is this seem crazy well it's for nominations?
1: Yeah, I know that but my still some friends of mine on the SAG nomination committee are already getting screeners. Real early for real Oscars. Oscars. I mean Real early for Oscars. SAG Awards, they usually start sending them. Isn't it the, isn't the, I guess it's December is it's when nominations December. are over, yeah, end of December. So. Yeah.
0: And then like mid January is when the the votes are due or end of January or when those are due? Yeah. When are SAG Awards? Because you you vote for that, right?
1: They're pretty early. I think they're. I think they're. No, they might be even later. I forget. It's all a blur. Award seasons all a blur. Yeah. But I think they're. It might go SAG Awards, Golden Globes, Oscars. I think that. Maybe. Is, or maybe this. Golden Globes. Way I, think late. S- I think SAG
0: is in January.
1: Yeah. And the Oscars are like end of February. Golden March. Globes
0: are in January too, though I guess. Yeah. Uh no, no. My stomach's making noises. Was that yours? That yeah, was my stomach, yeah, making noises. I almost felt it
1: in my own. Like, we've got we've got twin tummies now.
0: Well, I guess that tells us it's time to say adieu to adieu. the of uh, Eusters.
1: If you've listened to this whole episode and somehow you've never watched Raiders of the Lost Ark, just go him. do it. Just go find a copy and watch it. Yeah. Somebody you know has it on DVD or Blu-ray or Combo Pack.
0: I happen to know for a fact I've spoken with a of um, who I know for a fact has never seen this. Is their name Cave Boy I, of I the Cave Raisings? Don't want to put to put them on black. I don't want to like, you know. I don't want to single them out. But you've told me it's a him. That's them. That's all I need to know. Uh, this person uh, has not seen a bunch of films. Ask me for a list of films that are films that you have to see. Yeah, I actually put Temple of Doom on the list instead of readers. <laughs> Yeah. I, so here's the thing, for some <laughs> somebody great. who is resistant to watching an Indiana Jones film, yeah. I think Temple of Doom is an excellent starting point because Whoa. it's so fun. It's yeah. not it's very nonsensical and silly and exciting. It doesn't
1: gangster shootout, car chase, raft chase. Crazy hard stuff. Like dinner. dinner scene. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> but it's just fun. Secret passages.
0: What we're going to yeah. talk about this when when uh, we get to Temple of Doom? But I'll, I'll I'll say this: the movie starts as a essentially a dream sequence with the song "Anything Goes," and that's exactly yeah, that's true. That's exactly what the film is. Is it's like a, a it's almost like Indy's dream. Anything and, Goes. and anything goes in the film. Wow! So
1: never thought of it that way. Ford's way ripped in that movie. Oh yeah, when they when they get his shirt off and then.
0: See, we'll we'll we we'll be done with ET prep, so I'll be able to focus on Temple of Doom prep, hopefully. Whoa. And uh, I'll, I'll give you lots of lots of West insight at least. Cool. On uh, Temple of Doom, I like that one a lot.
1: Temple of Doom. Okay. Well. Thanks for listening, Viewsters. Yeah, stay tuned Happy for Holidays. Some now-playing
0: episodes coming up. Yeah. Hope you have Happy Holidays. If Steve and I happen to get together one more time before... I imagine we will. The holidays, maybe we'll record one more. Uh, who knows when it'll come out, though. Tweet at VTRTMovies. Or Instagram. We or Instagram. I, we get more messages on Instagram than anywhere
1: else. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I, I feel like Twitter is literally just relegated to... Keeping an eye on the president nowadays. <laughs> yeah, it's his um, headlines. But let us know how many times you've watched the Christmas Chronicles. Sure. Just just tweet at VTRT Movies and then a number, and we'll know exactly what you mean. Um, follow me, please, at Big Steve Moulton, on both Instagram and Twitter. That's right. Just uh, you know, you pointed
0: at me to do my Twitter and whatnot. Just do the VTRT just movies. VTRT for just, you. Just, that works. just worry about the Instagram. Message me. Yeah, Um, we've I've gotten some suggestions. I've had some people recently ask me for some suggestions on films to watch um, through the Instagram. So uh, people love Instagram. People like that. Instagrams.
1: I enjoy it. Yeah, I enjoy it just fine. I post like once a day. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, not gonna lie about it. Wes, sign us off.
0: All right, bon cinema.